Rabbi Altine with the Jewish Learning Center uh, made it into studio. Thanks for coming in, Rabbi. We really appreciate it. Thanks. How's the driving out there? Pretty, uh, pretty rough? It's a bit tough, but thank God I made it. Now, you left Temple a little bit early this morning to get here and, and join us. Thank you for doing that. Okay. We wanted to talk about Hanukkah. Uh, for those of us who are unfamiliar, like we've heard about Hanukkah, I'm not a very religious man, so I, I don't know much about the Christian faith and how deep it goes, nor do I know much about the Jewish faith and whatnot, but you hear every year Hanukkah, right? And, and sadly, the extent of what I know about Hanukkah can be summed up in the Adam Sandler song, uh, the Hanukkah song, Eight Crazy Nights or, or whatever that is. But I was reading, I was fascinated by it, and I was reading more and more about it these last couple of days. Can you explain exactly what Hanukkah is for our listeners? I'll try in the context of a couple of minutes. I know it's tough, right? It's a long history. <laughs> it's a long history, and actually it's a very important thing because if we remember our past, we could build a future. So Hanukkah has, it's a, a uh, an inspirational holiday, and it's a very important holiday. It's the one holiday that we have that we celebrate spiritual freedom. I and mean, we know, everyone knows about Passover. It's because of uh, freedom from slavery or other days that we have where we celebrate just the physical material benefits we got. But Hanukkah was, because of time, this is after Alexander the Great conquered um, a lot of the civilized, most of the civilized world, and uh, he was uh, pretty good for the Jewish people in Israel. But after he passed away, after he died, um, the, the uh, empire divided into several parts. And for a time, Israel was under the, uh, uh, the uh, Seleucids, that's the uh, Syrian Greek empire. And they, they became very oppressive um, and because uh, the Greeks tried to spread Greek culture. And there's a lot of very interesting things. There's art, there's science, there's a lot of interesting things. But they, had, uh, they wanted to suppress the observance of Jewish religion. They banned uh, the observance of the Shabbat, the Sabbath, uh, the circumcision, the eating of kosher food. They um, brought uh, the the uh, idolatry into the temple, the holy temple, and Jews resisted that to the point where I... Is that your phone? I guess so, you know. <laughs> it's always the wrong time. I was enthralled okay. with yeah. the story. Please yeah. continue. Yeah, I will. Okay. So what happened is that um, it was a very difficult thing because it was we're talking about a, the most powerful emperor at the time with huge armies and Jews just uh, about gave up, up but there was a handful, a pocket of Jews that resisted and inspired a rebellion and uh, at the end of the, of the day they were successful, it was a, a miraculous thing, they, we, we say in our prayers we thank God for giving the mighty in the hand of the weak and the, and the many in the hand of the few but it wasn't that they won independence for a long time because their independence was lost only several years after that. So this, the interesting thing, the most ancient recorded uh, a description of the holiday is found in a scroll that was called the Scroll of Fast Days, which was fasted for uh, difficult times that they got through. And that, it says, what is it that we celebrate on Hanukkah, my Hanukkah? And it tells us about the story of a lamp. This, I'm sure a lot of people heard when they regained possession of the Holy Temple, and there was a lamp of uh, seven branches, and uh, there was no oil that was left over that was appropriate for lighting except for one little jug, and it lasted, it had only enough to last one night, and it lasted for eight. So it's an interesting thing that... So that's the eight candles of, the, on the menorah? That's the eight candles that we light. Every family, every family lights to commemorate this 
uh, Hanukkah lamp, it has eight. And you light one on the first night. The first night is going to be this coming Saturday night. And then you add another one, so you light two on the second night and three on the third until on the final night, that's going to be on the following uh, Saturday night, you light eight candles. So this is, this is a very interesting thing because we're not commemorating so much the battles and the strength of the heroes in battle. I mean, that's kind of a secondary thing. What we're really uh, remembering is the lamp, the rekindling of the lamp, and it has a lot of very important symbolism. How do Jewish people approach Hanukkah? You hear it's a celebration, mm-hmm. but the way you're making it sound, it's more of a holy time where you, you reflect upon uh, coming out of oppression. I'm, go- yeah, I'm going to speak about that because it has a very powerful universal message, not to, whether you're religious or not religious. Uh, it has a, a, some, something for every human being. And that, and that is that, first of all, there's a verse in, we have in Proverbs, the lamp of God is the soul of the human being. And another verse is that, near mitzvah or the lamp <coughs> is a mitzvah. A mitzvah means a good deed. And the Torah, that's the teachings of the Torah, the Bible, are the flame. And that means that <clears throat> that uh, a light, a flame, is a very interesting thing. It's just, you could take a, a room full of darkness and a little candle, a little flame, and a little light vanishes a whole room full of darkness because darkness has no substance. It's an absence of light. So is that what the lighting of the menorah means? That's right. That, that the soul, you cannot oppress, you can oppress a person bodily, physically, you take away everything they have, but you can't destroy the soul. You know, I'm, the Jewish people clearly have been through much in the thousands of years uh, and still continue to go through much. And so when you hear stories like you're telling, it, it gives a little more uh, context to what Hanukkah is and what Passover is, right? You know, Correct. for those of us that don't know, that, that didn't mm-hmm. grow up with it, I find it very fascinating. We're talking with Rabbi Altine of the Jewish Learning Center about Hanukkah. We're curious to know more about Hanukkah. And I, we were talking off the air. And uh, Christmas and Hanukkah get compared all the time, every year. And, and you know, when I was growing up, I had a friend, James, uh, who's Jewish, but they celebrated both. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess maybe to stay in lockstep mm-hmm. with the, the majority of people who were going with Christmas. And so... You know, you'd ask questions like the eight-year-old mind. Well, we have a Christmas tree. What do you have? Well, we have a menorah. And and uh, but really, that's not a fair comparison to make. And so, uh, I thought that we would begin this conversation with wiping Christmas completely away and just talking about Hanukkah. And and so we've covered the basis uh, as to why Hanukkah exists. Mm-hmm. Uh, now let's talk about what we do to celebrate Hanukkah. I'll talk about that. And, but just first, I think that that's a very important lesson that we can learn from the story of Hanukkah to not try to run after what you see other people doing just because they're, they're a majority, uh, but to be comfortable with yourself, being in your own skin, being what you're about. Hanukkah uh, tells us that uh, you could be smaller in number, but you have to be in, in sync with your own soul. So that's something that we could all learn from, every one of us in our, in our own world. Hanukkah is different in many ways, and, and uh, I'll start with something that often gets confused, and that's the gift, gift-giving. Uh, Jewish holidays, there's other Jewish holidays that have the gift-giving, and one of them is Purim. I'm not going to talk about Purim today, 
But Hanukkah is a different thing. Hanukkah has what we call Hanukkah gelt. Gelt is a word that means money. And what it was done, it was a gift to children because one of the things that the Syrian Greeks did is they figured if you don't learn, if you're not knowledgeable about what you are, it's going to disappear. And they forbade the study of Torah. Torah is Jewish teachings. And so what we do on Hanukkah is we award children that study and go to school, not just Hebrew language, but the whole content, whole gamut of, of, of Judaism. And you give them a little bit of a few coins. And the idea is goes beyond this because we call education chinuch. That's a Hebrew word to train, to educate. And one of the things that you want to educate a child with is also sharing what they have with charity. Because it's another part of the story of Hanukkah is that there was a large charity chest in the temple that was used to support orphans, widows, and uh, that was all taken away. So on Hanukkah, there's a custom to give a lot of charity. And we give Hanukkah gel to children and ask that they should take part of what they get to give to others, to give to charity. So this is an education in charity, and it's also a recognition of the importance of children that study. And then there's another custom that uh, people have where there's a dreidel, let's say, Yiddish word, a little top, and you spin the top, it has four letters, uh, Hebrew letters, Nun Gimel Heishin, Nes Gadol Hayasham, a great miracle happened there. And you spin it, and it depends which letter it falls, so you get the whole pot, or you give away everything you have, or you, or you share whatever it is. So there's, there's, um, that's a game that kids play on Hanukkah as well. These are you know, customs, they're not the main celebration. main celebration is really about lighting that Hanukkah lamp and there's a beautiful, beautiful uh, saying by one of the famous rabbis uh, I'm, I'm, uh, from a Hasidic movement called Chabad. And one of the rabbis said like this, that in Yiddish, in Yiddish it goes, means listen to the story that candles are telling us. It's, there's so much history and there's so much inspiration, so much to learn from it, so that every family, I mean, it's not, not to just, you know, have... You have the food, you have other things, but it's it's the lamps are the most important thing to sit around them and listen to what they tell us. You know, it's funny. We talk about uh, Christmas having been commercialized, right? Uh, over the years, the true meaning of Christmas has been lost based upon all the, the gift giving and all of the sales and whatnot, this, that, and the other, and the glittery lights and, and whatnot. Um, has the same thing happened to Hanukkah over time? It's only if people don't know what they're about. If you know, when people take the only superficial sides, whether it's holidays or anything, so you just make we uh, one mix-up of everything, and it, it becomes chaotic. But it also loses its meaning. Um, for Jews that are in touch with what Hanukkah really is about, I don't think there has been any any dramatic loss. In fact, as years go on, I think we're dealing with years ago. A lot of people just did things at, uh, by rote you know, copied customs, traditions. Today, we have to get through through education, teaching, learning, and appreciating what it's about. And when you know what it's about, then you don't lose what you have. It's a celebration of strength. I mean, I know that's a rudimentary... Inner strength. Inner, yeah, inner strength. Inner strength. And so what do you do to celebrate it? I know you're, you've talked about lighting the menorah and you've talked about, uh, you know, gift giving and whatnot and charitable contributions, but... What are some of the uh, the fun traditions that little kids might uh, experience with Hanukkah? We mentioned the food. <laughs> well, we <laughs> talked about it off the air. Now, what are some of the what, traditional Hanukkah what, dishes? Okay. 
there is, there is uh, one kind of food that uh, is eaten by East European Jews and another one that's eaten by the Svardic Jews, the Svardic Jews and today in Israel. We have uh, what's called the latkes. That's a kind of pancake with uh, potatoes that's, um, that's uh, of course, fried in oil. So the oil is always figures very important because of the miracle of the oil. And the Svardi Jews, and today in Israel, they eat what's called sufganiyot, which is donuts, again, fried in oil. Um, I'm a bit uh, careful about those as well. <laughs> you got to watch the diet, right? <laughs> That's right, exactly. But uh, those who enjoy it, it's fine. It's a great thing. And one time a year, you know, people let loose on that. The rabbi was telling me, too, there's a lot going on right now. You guys have got a parade coming up as well? We have this uh, Saturday night, there's going to be a, a Hanukkah celebration on Sunday. There's a huge Hanukkah celebration at the Jewish Learning Center. Um, there is going to be on Wednesday night a car parade with Hanukkah menorahs, the Hanukkah lamps on the cars. Uh, goes uh, around uh, the area of uh, River Heights, a bit of tuxedo, and uh, in Jewish neighborhoods, and uh, you know, with some music and brings a bit of joy. And uh, then we have also for kids a lot of different Hanukkah programs. Almost every single day, there's for little children, for teenagers, for for young adults, there's, there's all kinds of very interesting programs that, and for older people as well. So it's it's a whole week of excitement and lots of activity. Rabbi, thank you very much for coming in this morning, braving the uh, driving conditions, <laughs> leaving Temple just a touch early this morning to, to tell us all about Hanukkah, what it means, and, and how you celebrate. Thanks very much again. Okay, happy Hanukkah, happy holiday season for all. Yeah, happy Hanukkah. Thank you very much again.